Small City Life is a series of podcasts produced in collaboration with the St Albans and Harpenden Review. Here's Marissa Laycock. The other day after lunch, I finally started experiencing withdrawal symptoms from being denied my bi-weekly dose of retail therapy over the last six weeks. I was bored. I was grumpy. I found myself wondering what had happened to that handbag I'd had my eye on in John Lewis at the end of February. I started missing little things like popping into waterstones and fiddling with accessories near the counter like book lights and pen pouches and browsing the brightly coloured stationery and pretty notebooks in paper chase. I'd already been for a long walk, read some of my new book, listened to music while cleaning the kitchen and phoned my mother. I resented being shut in and denied the pleasure of browsing the shops and not having bought any clothing or accessories since early March. In the end, I ordered two nail varnishes and some lip gloss for myself and a plum pencil eyeliner for my daughter from Superdrug Online. I enjoyed selecting the colour and brand and look forward to applying my lip gloss on one of those bleak and cloudy lockdown Monday mornings. A few days later, I read somewhere about the lipstick effect, a term coined by the chairman of Estee Lauder in 2001 when he observed a trend that lipstick sales were inversely correlated to economic health. In a recession, women still want and need to feel good about themselves and treat themselves to small indulgences. It appears that there is a natural desire to make ourselves more attractive, even in the midst of an economic downturn. Many women want their lashes to be longer and thicker, their lips to be coloured and glossy and to wear a rich new scent. An uplifting treat can give a sense of self-confidence, a feeling of vitality in a time of uncertainty, without having too big an effect on her funds. Apparently this idea of affordable luxury within a recession crosses all cultures. Since the start of this lockdown, I imagine people have been making plenty of small luxury purchases online. A scented candle, a new doormat, a new gadget. These shopping habits are part of our psychological well-being and simply make us feel better. A myriad of studies have been carried out on consumer behaviour over the years. In 2009, Euromonitor, a market research blog, carried out a study on the 2008 recession across Europe. They discovered the obvious, that nobody was buying big-ticket items. Instead, Germans were buying good quality chocolate and the French were going for ice cream. Italians turned their attention to textile furnishings to freshen up bed coverings, cushions and curtains. American sales in mascara and nail polish spiked, and in the UK we apparently wanted comfort food and hair colourant. Savouring shopping experiences is not just about accumulating things. We come home with something new and fresh, a new novel, a new pair of earrings, a new top. Is it such a crime to get distracted from ourselves for an hour or so once or twice a week? We're not particularly goal-orientated or in analytical mode when we're shopping. We're just fully immersed in the zone. For half an hour, we've forgotten about our messy kitchen or about having to help our child with their gruesome maths homework later that day. We forget about our work stresses or an upcoming trip to the dentist. I have a friend who revels in the chaos of TK Maxx in the Christmas season or on a busy Saturday afternoon. She comes alive when it's time to find a bargain and will happily rummage for the prettiest makeup bag. For her, shopping is a way to seek out and focus on the beauty of things. She confides, If this lockdown keeps up, we're all going to have to look within instead of browsing for another handbag. (laughs) 
In the Stone Age, we're told that women went out to gather berries, nuts and seeds, taking their time to select the good from the bad, observing, getting into the zone, checking freshness and edibility, probably alongside other women in the tribe. So, going gathering and shopping was a social event, even then, moving from tree to tree rather than from shop to shop. We delight in comparing different colours of the same item while lingering on the soft touch of leather gloves or the warmth of a cashmere scarf. Like anything we enjoy, it is to be savoured and something we delight in. It has a value to us. We're curious about how things are packaged. It's about getting distracted, seeing new designs and following our natural inclination to collect and accumulate. Of course, some men like to shop and some women don't, but evolutionary psychology tells us that for men, shopping is a conquest and for women, it is a foraging In prehistoric times, men had to hunt and kill an animal to survive. Once the animal was dead, they'd pick it up and go straight home. If you left the animal for too long, other animals would start to eat it or it would go bad. This may explain that sense of urgency that men feel for shopping to be over after making their purchases, which leads them to feel stressed. I read online somewhere that in a shopping mall in Germany, they seem to have found a solution and have set up a sort of daycare centre for men where they can hang out, drink beer and play with power tools while their partner goes shopping. I tell my husband and he beams with delight. Really? That sounds brilliant. Once the lockdown ends, there'll be such a euphoric feeling in the air. Some women may emerge with stronger self-discipline while shopping, but I think it's more likely that many husbands and partners may hear the phrase, just leave me alone to shop and nobody gets hurt. Small City Life is a series of podcasts produced in association with the St Albans and Harpenden Review. To find more of our podcasts, go to radioverulam.com and if you'd like to support our podcasts, please go to radioverulam.com slash donate. Thank you.